Okay, here we go. Uh, live on time, on point coming free of charge. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 216th live edition of Long Time Coming, High Anticipated, Naval Duplicated, Often Suffocated, Underappreciated, Unbelly Program. The program featured Nickel Standard, Penny Compensated, Talents, William Bishop, Blake Everett, Staple, Mediator, Moderators. Third round draft pick, name later, three people, two attempts, one dream. Broadcasting's finest train wreck. The only, uh, the only show in town. Uh, it's a Corey and I Media presentation, YouTube, iTunes, available on Spotify, Anchor FM, etc. So if you miss this audio, if you miss this, you can catch the audio on Spotify. Make sure you go in there. Enough about you all slammed together, no spaces. And now here he is for the vacationing uh, Badger. It is, uh, it is Mojo D. Welcome, everybody. Let me give, put Mojo D's stuff up there and shout. How are you, man? Hello. I'm good. I have a prediction on what you would say when I, when I ask you Uh-oh. this question. You've been, uh, how long have you been streaming? Uh, when did you start? Uh, when did I start? Um, a bit over three years ago. And three years ago, you elected to not go with a face cam. Yeah. <laughs> and suddenly, a, sh- a brief three years in, you elected to uh, finally turn one on. What made you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Why now? <laughs> uh, it actually came from um, doing a whole lot of other PC upgrades uh, yeah? recently. Was it just was it just PC thing? It, just PC? Just never bothered because you had a you had a PC that was struggling or what? No, it's um, uh, it was actually it wasn't so much PC. It was actually the monitor. Uh, I had to replace one of the monitors. It was uh, the old monitor actually started burning in quite badly. Oh really? Burn in? Is that a thing still? Yeah. Well, they, this monitor's. So the two monitors that I have are for are Dell's, and they're from about 2012. Oh, okay. And so yeah, they're 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 well used. You... you got your got your money's worth, right? Got my money's worth out of that, and they weren't cheap monitors too. So that's that's a plus. Yeah. And I... yeah. And uh, so there you go. That was uh, that was all. all right. Let me minimize this thing right here. Okay, now I can see everything. All right, good. Uh, well, good. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, and it snowballed from there because um, yeah, went got the monitor. I was like, yeah, what? I'm always short on network ports as well. So I was like, maybe I'll get a switch as well. And that led to some more cables and some other things. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly enough, I actually had the parts to do it all this time, even more. So, what I'm using is a video camera, which I got in 2015. Mm-hmm. And it's a capture card that it plugs into that I've had since, I think I bought that in 2011. Wow. And what else was there? The, the, the light that I use um, that's on some of the camera, I've had that, had that with for as long as I've had the camera as well. <laughs> really? So, you've had, every, you've had everything ready? So I've just had all the pieces all this time. Um, and, uh, there were, admittedly, there was a lot of technical problems getting the capture card to work in Windows 10. I had tried to do it before, like over a year ago, mm-hmm. and um, I remember I set up in OBS, did a few scene switches where you know switch in and out of the camera, and the computer just blue screens. It, oh, it crashed like blue screen. Yeah, blue like screen a hardcore crash. Oh, uh, as well as that, I. The last time I checked it beforehand, before currently getting it working, uh, the capture card would say out of range, no matter what the camera output. Really? Oh. 
Okay. Plasma LCD and OLED displays can get burn in. I've, I remember, I mean, I was kind of on the very edge of the CRTs and getting into computers, right? But the, the bulbous screens that were not flat, those I remember you could get burn in. But I, but since then, since the LED TVs that are, are the LEDs that I've swapped out, I've got three LEDs. Two of them are Dells. No, one of them is a Dell. Because there was a it just a, a Dell.com deal went flash my way, and uh, it was like ninety four dollars for a twenty three inch monitor, and I went, oh, I'm looking for a third one anyway. Bam, not LEDs, LCDs. Okay, OLED oh, is LCD. Oh, okay. So if you're LED, burn ends really not a thing, correct? LED just means LED backlight instead of a complex fluorescent. So it's still an LCD um, right. display. Plasma, I understand, is hot and can get can get burn in. They may have LEDs acting as backlight for the LCD screen. Oh, okay. All right. Well, interesting. Okay. So monitors wore out, and then you just started tinkering with stuff you already had, and then uh, so yeah, so no extra just rearranging it. So it wasn't really was it a driver because of your streaming business like that that side or. Uh, I mean, you're, I mean, you're far more successful than I am, <laughs> most times, right? And with no face cam than I than I have been with a face cam and make you know, telling dick jokes and all my other stuff that I do, right? But but uh, but but I guess I guess it's weird. Why why now? Did it just occur? It was a circumstance, and you figured, well, maybe I'll just go ahead and see how it see how it goes since I'm upgrading a bunch of other stuff. Uh, yeah, it was circumstance. Because uh, it was an opportunity to clean up the setup, and then it was also uh, looking at the stats and saying, "All right, how can I improve the stream?" Because things have been things have been a bit cru things have been cruising, but you know nothing's really going or game things aren't like you want you want to see some kind. I want to keep seeing growth, and you know it's starting to flatline. Right. Okay. It's like okay, what can I do different? Yeah, that's good. That's good. I I would have I would have guessed. I mean, you and I have had many conversations about emotes, and you're you've had a bunch more emote slots than you've used because you had analysis paralysis, right? That's yeah, that's I your, had that bad. That, <laughs> that's your thing. <laughs> it took a year to sort that out. Yeah, right. And I would have figured I would have figured uh, my my uh, I, I had this question down. I was like, oh yeah, we'll talk about his face cams. That's a big deal. And I had I said, I bet you he's going to tell me he just was on the fence about it for a year and a half <laughs> or three years <laughs> or something like that. Uh, there was a time when I wasn't um, for it. Uh -huh. And then it's been on my mind since I sorted out the branding and actually got that arranged. And, right. And overcame that analysis paralysis. Well, good, good. Yeah, that's, that's good. It's kind of important. Because you're, uh, I actually, I, I talked to, we I actually talked about that. We were, I was talking with some of the Factorio guys on Friday nights, and they were saying, yeah, it's weird. I, I always imagined him as a koala. <laughs> it's weird to know that he's, know. he's not a koala. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That's good. Oh, well, I'm, I'm proud of you taking the step. It's, uh, it's super good, man. Uh, it's a thing. Um the the most I would say most successful streamers. I mean, look at the top, you know, top fifty streamers on Twitch or on Mixer or whatever it is. I would say forty eight of the fifty have face cams, right? 
Yeah, you got to do it. Yeah. Uh, to get anywhere, because mm -hmm. it it does add another another layer of connection with you. Right. It is. There's emotional connections to uh, to the people, and, and and you know you you do connect with other humans based you know based on their facial expressions, and you you know there's mirroring that goes on. You're surprised, they're surprised, etc. You know. So there's another thing you can play with as well because you can now I can now work with facial expressions that sort of thing and right. and add another layer. In. I've been using that to right. an effect. Can I rotate this 180 degrees? Flip vertical. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I flipped it. There Perfect. you go. Perfect. There it is. How about that? There it should that should that should reach you uh, about now. Oh, Joe, you should see on the screen. Yeah. Just flipped it around. All right, well, good. Hey, uh, um, did you get the um, uh, the partner newsletter from Twitch? No. You didn't? Oh, okay. So well, Down here, it's actually kind of strange. Are you about to say something that they're supposed to be keeping hush-hush? No. Uh, right. <laughs> no, there is one. Okay, so you got the one that they asked us to keep hush-hush. Right? I got that through other sources. Oh, okay. Maybe oh, actually, I mean, I'll, I'll break down how it works here. So yeah. we don't get the global newsletter. We get our own one, which is trickle fed down. So the AM here, those guy or AMs here, um, they take what comes from the newsletter and then repackages it for us in an email. Really? And yeah. So so it's um, we get he gives us a list of um, you know what's going on the new things, new people, mm -hmm. and then a breakdown of what's in the newsletter. But oh. they, he said that um, there's going to be automated and part of the global, which apparently hasn't happened yet. Really? That's very weird. Um, yeah. Uh, the interesting uh, part about it, so there's two things. One of them was a, it, this is called, this was, uh, the title is April Partner Newsletter, and I got it on May 15th. That's the first point. <laughs> <laughs> so, the e yeah, email was from May fifteenth. Doesn't doesn't have any. Um, it doesn't have any of the uh, confidential stuff in it. It's just partner news. It says April partner newsletter, and of course, one of the bullet points is starting on April second. This feature, that feature, whatever. It's it's like it was a hype train update, right? It was some, something you're doing uh, with yeah. the hype train, right? Um, you also note that they said April second, not April first. So first day of the month. Right, but April second. Let me look at what that was. That was a Thursday. I guess they didn't want to start on a Wednesday. It was a third. I don't know. It's weird. Okay, yeah, it was weird. It, right, right. It, this is this 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 partner newsletter is very strange. Uh, I w I asked Badger about it. He, he we uh, we were running out of time on one of the ones I asked. Uh, I wanted to unpack this, but we were uh, we were at like the end of one uh, one other show that we were doing. This April partner newsletter is very strange. One, it was it was the title was April Partner Newsletter, and I got it on May fifteenth, and the, it was talking about it was talking about things that were coming as if it was composed in March, right? Because it says starting April second, we're gonna have these things, right? Yeah. Um, so this is really information from March that arrived in my inbox on uh, May 15th, which is... <laughs> middle of May. The middle of May, right, which is weird. So a couple couple interesting things. None of these are hush-hush. Um, um, 
Um, that link is something I can't say. Uh, I can't share the link. I can talk about that. Okay. Um, the one that was starting on it was Hype Train Updates. It says, starting on April 2nd, custom creator emote slots let streamers update their Hype Train public callout with an emotes from their subscription inventory so that they would like to, um, I guess they could uh, update their Hype Train public callout. You have a public callout for, uh, for, for Hype Trains. That's weird. Uh, oh, does that mean, is that across the top of the board? It starts throwing those emotes in? I guess that's what the call-out is. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, You got me curious, so I'm checking my email to see if I had that. I actually didn't get one for uh, April. I got really? one for March, and then one for May. Really? You did not get an April one? Okay. The, the, the title of the email is April Partner Newsletter. <laughs> so, it's just lost, lost in the in the in the ether now. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, um, some stuff for mod views. They're always they're making improvements for uh, uh, for mod views, um, offline channel pages, which are all, which were already here by the time I got this. Got this. Ah, uh, yeah. This is uh, this is in my May one. That's in your May one. Oh, okay. Well, there. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, part of the monthly update, April twenty twenty. Okay, we okay. So it's titled differently. Yeah. So this is we packaged inside. This is oh, that's right. That's right. Yours is pre. Yours is pre. AMC. Yours yeah. is curated, right? Yeah, mine's curated. Curated. It has a bunch of other localized stuff in it. Okay. Weird. Right. So instead of yo, yeah, oh, okay. So instead of like PogChamp. In the hype train call out on the banner, you can use your own emotes like, uh, right, I'll follow train or whatever from the hype train. Okay. I got it. That's the call out. So the call out is just the banner that goes across the top, right? Okay. So that's a thing. I guess I could, I could put in my, um, a bunch of my clown stuff in there because I got, I got some good emotes now. I'm, I'm liking it. Yeah, and Afala's just shared with us in chat. That's a good e emote. I mean, of course, Afala's runs trains all the time in uh, in Factorio, so trains are a part of his streaming. But uh, but yeah, there you go. I guess that's that's the one. So you can uh, you can throw that down. Um, the other I one I was to talk to the, the AM actually because um, I saw that he left this note saying that they because it said because this is one that actually says that they're moving to the automated mail so I need to talk to him because I didn't get well, I need to wait till next month actually right um, but yeah yeah this one is uh, the offline channel page is very is very interesting let me see if I can go to the three frame. Nope, not that one. It is the display one. Okay, so that's me up there. So we can cut that one. And then, let me see if I can do this again. Image. Thing. All right, let me set up this, this deal. For those who are listening in, okay, I'm going to do some OBS work here. Let's put him back up there. Our koala. There you go. Yeah, I've got a lot of hype train uh, emotes. Mostly not from me. I'm usually in other people's. <laughs> Hang out in Badger stream. You'll get them. Uh, shoot. 
There you go. There's the upside down. And now the chrome, not the monitor. You mean right way up? <laughs> there we go. Chrome properties. Okay. This one is not, not chatty. That is it. Okay, here we go. Now we're showing the, uh, the thing over there. There you go. So this is the Twitch page. It's just actually showing um, who, who I'm hosting. But your offline channel page will do will show you you have this little splash page that doesn't immediately go into whoever you're hosting goes into stuff about you your oh i broke 9k followers how about that oh nice yay okay i just noticed that <laughs> i was i was always sitting at 8800 <laughs> 8900 etc and as it's about you can customize it for your channel you can put your you can put a welcome video that's 60 seconds right up here which which we got a demo of that from dr b uh you remember you remember seeing that or was it dr b uh, no, DJ Wheat did it. I always confuse those those two. I think it's their their. Uh, don't they both have beards? They're handsome. Both of them are handsome. They uh, um, the uh, uh, this this guy is uh, is pretty good. So you can have a. It's like your YouTube splash page, right, where they land on your channel, and you have a video that immediately starts playing and, and engages your uh, your audience and says, "Hi, my name is uh, my name is." Yeah, my name is Blake, and I do the thing. I do videos. What sets me apart is this. And here, come in, check out all my channel, check out all my videos, etc. And you can have a little intro thing, as long as sixty seconds, and that'll play right here, which is great. Um, and then if you don't have anything, which I don't, it'll either show who you're hosting right now, which is which is us in here, or it'll you can go to like a recent clip or something like that, which. Is I guess it's good, but I almost always hit this button and go, skip right over there. I want to go. Uh, I want to go right to it. Uh, I want to yeah, go right. I actually to the wonder channel. what the reach is on those uh, auto uh, run videos. Right. Auto play videos. Yeah, me too. So, well, the the ones on YouTube, I don't mind them playing. I want them muted though. Right. Yeah, I, which which basically is the same thing as not having them. Well, if I could, or if it says. If I have a video that starts playing, or, or a at least an option says click, click to play the intro or something, but because when I'm, I'll I'll, I'll frequently go to a a streamer's page to go find their or a, a YouTuber's page to find their latest video because I want to keep them in series, and it's kind of annoying to have the volume immediately kick on. I wouldn't mind like an, a five-second delay if I land on that page and it have it start counting down before it plays, as long as it's muted. But I, I land on their channel because I either have their channel bookmarked, their video bookmarked, or I find their name. Most often, I'm on my YouTube homepage. I'm getting offered up videos of my favorite YouTuber, but I want to I want to make sure it's in order. So like if it's a if it's someone who's putting their podcast out there, they. On my YouTube homepage, I'll get number 141, but I don't want to watch it if I haven't seen 140. So I hit their hit their I instead of clicking on 141 and watching it, I'll click on their name, which gets their page, which starts that annoying. Hey everybody, hi, I'm Blue. You know, uh, the their their intro page. 
and then I'll go make sure it's the latest video, and then and if not, I'll start catching up. I'll catch up to 141. So that's my path, and that's what this feels like to me. So I haven't really put an intro page on uh, intro page on here. I like this one because I don't think I don't know if this is unmuted or not because I almost always have have my Chrome Twitch and Chrome muted by default so that I can come in here and do and uh, do that sort of thing, right? I, I don't, I, I don't I almost think it is always. muted. It's not. Just start playing. The layout of the... Oh, you're going to be saying the layout of it is a bit strange. It is. It takes a little bit of getting used to, right? Um, yeah, it, and it also tells you who who I'm hosting, right? And then this is a context-sensitive page. It'll say, check out... Here's here's my VOD and the thumbnail, whatever from the VOD, right? It tells you to check out the latest video, etc. Does that immediately start playing, do you know? Is that autoplay? Well, you can test it. Yeah, I guess. Yes. Land on... Well, uh, do it on... Um, do it on Badger Stream because uh, he's not... I know he's he's uh, he's offline. By the way, Badger's, uh, it, Badger's working on uh, equipment stuff. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Badger it came Stream. up, but it's actually playing muted for me. Oh, okay. That's good. Okay. I, I'm I'm good with that. It's it's uh, the opposite of the annoying. I'm sure the folks at Twitch started that because of what YouTube was doing, and then you know they they see what everybody else is doing. So okay, this is a good idea to have a splash page where you land. We really need to do something other than just land on the channel. Do we want to do this? Should it be muted? Should it not? What what buttons do we yeah. want to see there? Right. And if it's um, hosting in the old page, you couldn't actually see stream team or anything like that because mm -hmm. it would all be hidden uh, from by the page that's being so you'd lose out on a whole lot of functionality right right but most times I want to go straight to chat because I either want to I don't know see their panels or whatever I don't know I, I almost always bypass all this business and I go straight to this this chat because I want the chat window or something right twitch bugged out and it came back muted okay alright that's good to know thanks Darth Lonnie chat my favorite feature is the schedule. We finally have an integrated schedule. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, let's look at the um, splash page. Let's see. Let's look at that. Display pick. Yeah, Monday, three, and uh, yeah, there we go. I guess it does it show. Yeah, next stream is on Tuesday. Oh, I got to update mine because I'm, I'm planning on going tomorrow. There you go. Saturday. It does yeah. pick up by what your past streams have been. Can you, e well, wait, or can you edit it? Yeah, you can edit it. It's funny, it takes you to a completely different, it takes you to your, your channel page, cha dashboard channel page right. to edit it. That's uh, in a weird place. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I go here about once every two months, in my and I do a bunch of work in my dashboard, then I leave it and forget, and I usually forget about it. I don't usually sit on my dashboard page much. Um, I don't start. Uh, the only thing I, st I do from a dashboard page routinely is start squad streams from there, right? That's the most common thing I'll do. You know, I'll occasionally look at analytics, but I got that bookmarked on the tab. So, oh, Manzies. Okay, interesting. But yeah, we have an integrated schedule. That's uh, that's great. Um, yeah, next stream is on, on. It tells you the next stream. That's that's pretty good. I do like that part. Yeah, it's um, really good. It means you don't have to rely on 
um, one of the, the extensions anymore, which right. may or may not work. Yeah, and Twitch is supporting it versus some third party who may abandon it, etc. Um, the other one I want is I want an integrated uh, closed caption that I could turn on and off. Or actually, no, that viewers can turn on and off, right? Oh, yes. Uh, so it's a, a separate layer so that if people don't want the closed captions, then they can turn it off. Yes. So just having it uh, spam. So one of the extensions that I found... Um, so, so there was the first extensions I found with uh, closed captioning is I saw it on some some other streamer. I think it might have been Alicia Griffin's ch uh, channel. Um, the uh, it was just part of your OBS, so a streamer, a viewer could not turn it off, right? And I got yeah. uh, I got mixed re um, uh, reactions from that. They said, "Oh, it's great, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And then other ones, others were, "Oh, this is horrible. How do I turn this off?" Etc. So, yeah, and then they can't because it's baked into the video. It's, yeah, it's baked into the original and the original video. The second one I found uh, for closed captions were was an extension that made it as a layer. It was one of your two layers that you could turn on and off. Right. Same thing with the, uh, um, uh, you know, how you can you can display top. You know, you can display stuff over the screen like Amazon or um, if you're playing. Dota, there's a couple other ones. You can see what's going on in the Dota game that they're playing. It's got some integrations. See a scoreboard or, um, I don't forget, it might have been, there's a Fortnite layer, that sort of thing that has integrations with who's who's in the, who has the kills in the match where the streamer's playing and who how does how does the streamer fare. Um, every day I'm hustling. Oh, great. We, we oh. <laughs> uh, but this one was closed captions that the viewer could turn on and off. And I, I, I had it going in the background, which was great. Uh, I had it defaulted on, but if viewers didn't want it, they could, they could hit, hit they the could button and flick it, away. flick it away, which is great. Uh, that, that's, the, that's the ideal, but Twitch really should have that. I mean, Netflix has it. YouTube has it, right? You could turn that on yeah. and off. And, it, and it, uh, the technology now is such that um, a, the AI in these things, it translates on the fly. Yeah, you can translate on the fly. So tra if you had transcoding in theory, you, there could be something doing that for Yes, correct. So that that's exactly the uh, the use case. And then then it's up to the viewer to do. And that's what the extension did for me. But then the and the and actually the, the, extent, the person came by my stream and started talking with me. He says, hey, how you liking it? I wanted to see how you're using it, etc. And uh, he asked me about its accuracy and all that. Um, and he says, yeah, I'm the one who wrote the extension. Well, then it just stopped working one day. So I, I ripped it. I ripped it out. So that's the end of that. That was the end of yeah. that. Right. <laughs> so and that's how it goes with this, the, with the third party extension. One day it works one next day. It doesn't. Right. So the issue is it's a feature that's pretty key to Twitch, but it's, uh, it's supported by, you know, a guy who has no affiliation to Twitch. He may. He may have gotten busy at his job and forgot to restart the server that it's running off of, right? Yeah. Um, uh, or if it was ripping it from, um, like, a Google service, they pulled the plug on, on him. Correct. Right. If he was, yeah, if he was taking a uh, business advantage for some sort of residential service, right? Because a lot often they'll say, okay, you don't, as long as you're not making money or some official things on this, you're fine to use it, but the minute you start making money, then we got we got to back charge you for it, right? 
So yeah. yeah, who knows if he was ripping off some some sort of Google Google Translate or a Microsoft Translate? Microsoft's doing the same thing. Um, so yeah, who who the heck knows um, what? But it, that one disappeared, so I had to I had to shut it off. Uh, so that's what I'm hoping for next on Twitch is same thing. And it, now we have an integrated schedule. We have an integrated uh, like a splash page where you land and. And then you can sort through some stuff, either video or navigate where you want to go. Um, integrated, integrated closed captioning that you, that uh, Amazon just kind of pays for, or part of AWS that that does all of that churning through the uh, audio translating to, to closed captions. That would be awesome. Yeah, that's what I would like. It, it really is interesting they haven't, or even astounding that they haven't done it because that that's sort of accessibility you know it's 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 a big deal yeah for and the, it's, for people who need it and how much has has it how long has it been on netflix long time right oh i don't even know now and how long is it, and same with youtube i can't even remember when they introduced it. it's been around for so long yeah because again they were they were pressured uh into that into into integrate yeah integrating that closed caption and yes, technology, uh, machine learning, text-to-speech is at the point where there's not really much of an excuse not to have it. Yeah, um, the stuff that uh, I, I took a class, I took like a class on this. There was an expert guy that came to my work and was teaching us about Google search and all of that sort of stuff. Everybody is doing this sort of thing, and, and um, I, I, not only in the Google space, but in Microsoft. Um, I went to a, um, I guess it was some convention. This was, remember back when we had conventions? Remember when, oh, remember those when, with the days? Those, those days remembers. when lots of people would, <laughs> would, were able to get into a building together? Yeah. Uh, crazy, right? Uh, I remember that. Um, but we, but I was in this one and it was a, it was one, it was a, uh, a seminar, a, a, a kind of a breakout session about AI. And um, one of the guys, um, uh, the guys who it was two guys doing the instruction, and one of them had this little collar on that I noticed, but he wasn't really using it. Um, yes, yeah, so he wasn't messing with it a whole lot. He just had it on, and it had a little blue light on it. That was the only reason I noticed. It was very subtle. But on his on the screen was a PowerPoint presentation. He was talking through, and at the bottom there were um, I guess it was Spanish subtitles. Oh yeah, and what he was uh, this was a year and a half ago and he what he was doing he was talking he talked through about the first 15 minutes of his presentation and he said by the way guys here what i'm talking about is using ai to very quickly translate my words into a known dictionary with sounds and all of this and it's broadcasting through the internet and back to my pc it's going through a microsoft ai engine through azure and coming back and going to the screen, I've got this plug-in, and it's picking everything up off of this little Bluetooth headset that I've got. And it looked like looked like this. I'm showing it on the on the deal. This little collar that you set on, and it wasn't. It was just like your normal little Bluetooth ear uh, ear earbuds goes to his laptop. Laptop goes to the interwebs. Interwebs goes to Azure. Azure comes back to his screen and uh, translates on the fly. And he says, "All right. So does anybody in the audience speak Spanish?" And two people raised their hand. And they said, they said, so have you been reading the subtitles on my presentation? 
And they said yes. And they said, "How's the how's the accuracy? Is it good? Is or is it, you know, is it crappy?" And he said, and they uh, both of them said it's pretty damn accurate. So he just explained the process to us. He's like, so that the vision is that no matter what language you're speaking, the audience will be able to on the fly translate to whatever language they need, and. They'll 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 at least be able to read any subtitle in any language. And right now, Microsoft is up to, I think it was something like um, 48 languages they have on the fly translations, which is crazy, right? Oh, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's phenomenal. That's a Babelfish, right? <laughs> <laughs> Only without the. Um... It gave me visions of the old um, Google Babelfish. Yeah, but it's you don't have to stick anything in your ear, right, uh, mm-hmm. to hear, right? It's uh, it's it's cool, right? That uh, that's that's how good we are, and, and that was a year and a half ago that Microsoft was doing this, and the, and they had forty eight languages. Um, up from there, who else is doing this? Microsoft, big uh, big dog, Microsoft, big dog, Google. Any other big dog companies in there that we can think of? Right, maybe Facebook, and let's see if there's is there another yeah, Facebook big, could probably be giving it a go. Is there another really big company that does? All sorts of data types of things. Um, would IBM be into that? Amazon, of right? Would Amazon, Amazon yes. want to do that? Who would have thought this? How about that? <laughs> Who knew? Does Amazon have a streaming service like Prime? I don't know. Maybe Twitch? Maybe some interactive service that wants to do this on the fly? How about that? Maybe they even have a movie streaming service. Maybe so. Which could have integrated. There is a Prime opportunity for Amazon to take Prime advantage of this Prime. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that that's those are that, that's one of the ones that I want to I want to see integrated into this. I, I would not I would like to not think about think about that, and like to have the viewer, um, the viewer be able to switch which language they want to read subtitles on the fly. And I'm sure if you get yeah, hey Manpool. I'm sure that you know to Darth Lighty's point in chat. Uh, if you get someone with either a okay, there's okay. Colonel Will was explaining this to me. There's posh English, which is a lot like say Sir Charles, you know, uh, very Prince uh, Charles. Yeah, the, the very the, the, uh, what do you call refined, refined kind of yeah. King's English, right? And then there's was yeah. it Cockney is the other one? I believe so. Yeah, Cockney is um, the working class. Is the working class? Yeah, there's there's yeah there's the there's the posh, and then there's the there's there's like everybody else, right? I'm sure that both of these Englishes, one of them would be way easier to tr- pick up by the AI than the other one, right? Same as if oh, you yeah. would, you'd gotten um, someone like uh, so. My wife is uh, a mix of English and Australian accent, so hers is very dampened. But contrast that to maybe Steve Irwin, right? Who was right, crikey, right, oi, oi, right? It's all English, right? It's all it's English. <laughs> it's, if you if you looked at the, the the words on paper, it's definitely English. Right. If everybody was if if a human was scribbling down uh, all of that, you would still okay. We could we we got some English. We understood what English was, but the computer may have a hard time going. What did he say? What does "oi" mean? Is that an "oy"? <laughs> what is "oy"? 
<laughs> and what is Rego? <laughs> R-E-J-O? <laughs> Bottle O? Anyway. Uh, humor. It reminds me of an interaction. Uh, I was having a chat with a New Zealander. He had one of the more Maori type accents. It's like, I know, I, I understand these words that you're saying. <laughs> like, individually, they're English, but put them together. Yeah. I have no idea what any of them mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure with the di the uh, that, and that that speaks to dialect. So I'm. I'm I do not envy, the. Uh, uh, I do not envy the the uh, AI's job is to, maybe it has to hear. Several, dialect twangs in a row. If it he hears twenty different things in the same pattern, it'll go. Okay, this is not, standard. American English, I need to switch over and go to English English, and then if it hears 20 more, you go, okay, we're not dealing, it's either posh or cockney, and it hears some more cockney, then it'll switch over to cockney and go, okay, I'm now listening for more things, and maybe it gets better over over the course of five minutes, right? So, yeah, it have to learn the, the dialect. Yeah, to, it, to, to talk. Yeah, I would imagine it starts very broad when you when you when the user says I want to hear in English, and then it, then I would imagine it would have to learn and adapt to dialect as it went on, right? Yeah. Interesting. Right. Oh, wait, this is Welsh. This, this isn't Welsh. This is Brisbane Aussie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. Uh. Anyway, that's a that's a really good that's that should be a uh, that should be a feature I would say. Um, they'd go. They'd go. Uh, uh, go a long way, I would say. So hey, I want. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. It's, it's more reach right. for us. And uh, yeah, the other one. Is, the other thing I heard in the in the Google uh, seminar was that, you know, something like eighty-eight percent of the planet does not speak English as their native tongue. So therefore, um, a th therefore. Uh, that's the market that Google wants to go after. I mean, they have their base in English. They can't just sit back and, and assume everyone's going to learn English and be okay with it. That's what started Google. Uh, just sheer numbers started Google down that down that path. They said, okay, how do we how do we capture the uh, okay? The num America's number three, and just in terms of people population, right? China number one, India number two. Those are clearly nodding. They're you know clearly very different than English so that means we gotta we gotta have a different basis right um, different basis of thought where we can start with English but we gotta we quickly gotta dip out into that into other other languages right so hey I wanted I want to hear from uh, from someone who is not in the US I have a pretty good idea of what's going on in the US with uh, with covid and all of that how uh, how has I guess what measures has has been uh, have been taken in in your neck of the woods, nationally, locally, or you know, national, state, and local? Like what? How is uh, how is that? How has it gone? Uh, how has it gone for you in terms of like either lockdown or not lockdown or stuff you used to used to be able to do but you can't anymore, etc. Um. I'd say it's pretty similar here. Like we've been in lockdown since what? Well, the end of March, but they're just about to start relaxing now. I gotta double check the date because I've been mean, going back and forth. I think there was a, a breakout in a school recently, really, like a few days ago, mm -hmm. uh, in New South Wales. Right. 
but uh, so so for uh, for the U.S., it is it was we the nationally we shut off um, shut off the immigration from China um, early on. Of course, Trump was called a racist for it. Ended up being a uh, uh, a good move. Whether he's racist or not is irrelevant. It ended up being everyone else did it. The you know that same week. Uh, <laughs> he, he may be <laughs> yeah. crazy racist, but everybody else did it uh, uh, as well. Uh, so, um, I, try, I try not to pay too much attention to the news because it's all because there's always it's, it's hard to it's hard to filter because it's always um, yeah it's uh, there is always no... um, well, well there's always an element of truth but there's always an element of omitting detail there's a gen there's agenda and there's context which yeah. it, they leave out right um, so. Yeah, so the nationally, we really didn't do anything other than border restrictions of stuff coming into and out of the U.S., right? And then we put out guidelines. That's it, of just here. Uh, we're going to try and work on supplies, and here's some guidelines. In fact, I got a letter from uh, Donald Trump himself asking me to wash my hands. Like, he he drew a little hard on it. He scored it with perfume and, you know, sent it to me it's like It's like they're trying to say lockdown without actually ordering lockdown because they know that everyone will just go crazy oh you can't right and you're not going to lock down americans like so what we were ha- talking about is the difference in sweden where nephrims is and difference in telling swedes hey man we need you to stay home uh probably the swedes are going to be fairly reasonable and they'll go uh they'll go okay you know uh and you tell some of the sections of America, hey man, we need you to stay home. They go, what the fuck? Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> Freedom. And they'll start shooting their guns in the air. So you, you can't, you can't just come out and go, okay, here you go. <laughs> you can't just do that, right? Americans are going to bow yeah. up, bow up on that, right? Um, the impression I get is that the UK is um, some similar in that regard, is that they have that same element of ultimate freedom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or the right. ultimate freedom mindset. Here, it's there's probably a little bit. Like I haven't been outside much uh, to really witness it, but um, my overall seems to be pretty consistent. I'd say it's on par with most countries. Right. So, so then, then from a statewide, it varies state to state. Some of some states went crazy lockdown and are you know very authoritarian type of close it in and. Um, you know, state guidelines and, and the governors bringing charges against businesses that open up too early, et cetera. And, uh, you know, um, a state like North Dakota, they didn't, they never locked down. They just put some guidelines in place for, you know, uh, the old, uh, uh, older, um, older state citizens, as well as issued some guidelines and some social distancing and said, look, we're not gonna lock down any business. We're gonna tell you what to do. Please wash your hands. Please do. Please do, uh, you know, have have some guidelines, etc. And they ended up better off for it because uh, they actually threw that governor a parade uh, in North Dakota. They they had some, they had a very slight curve of cases, but they it wasn't an out explosion like they thought it was. Um, and Hang on, they had a parade for him. Yeah, uh, it's a her actually. <laughs> They, oh, threw a, okay. they threw a parade for her because it ended up being the right decision because they got over it fairly quickly, and I think North Dakota is actually going down in, in daily cases. It's going down now, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, and 
and they they just they didn't they uh, some so some states are issuing you know new laws and new measures and specific and others are issuing guidelines right there's a difference between guideline and a and a statute right some of them is do this etc so is is there a, a difference like that in australia like is new south wales cracking down harder than say victoria uh i i think i might need uh, Flighty's, because uh, he's in uh, Queensland, because uh, I think they cracked down harder than like we did down here. Really? Right. Huh? It's gen- I, th- I think it's generally uh, pretty consistent across the board. I know there's a bit of an east, east versus west uh, with the western states versus the eastern states. Yep. The east- eastern states tend to all do the same thing, whereas things like WA, which is... You know, they're basically its own country. Right. Well, <laughs> so I think they're doing things a little bit different as well. Well, you you kind of have a divide in. I would say in most countries now, there's a pretty good divide between country and city, like urban and suburban, or urban and rural now. Right. With with in terms of, you know, even political leanings and values and all of that. There's. Oh yeah, that's very apparent here. And east side of Australia is all city, right? Yeah, it's all, it's very urban. That's where most of the population is. And then the rest of the land belongs to very few people (laughs) from (laughs) kind of from the snowy mountains on westward um, is the population of eh, about a good sized town, right? (laughs) The rest owns the rest of the town. And um, (laughs) uh, uh, something to give a ridiculous to give an idea of the ridiculous size is that um, I remember uh, last year I was talking with a, uh, one guy who works for one of the big mobile carriers here, Telstra. He, he does tel- contract work for them. And this one of these farmers, he was complaining that he couldn't get total phone coverage on his property right. and, and, and for any of his workers. And he was like, I want, I want mobile coverage out here. And his property is the size of New Zealand. His property is the size of New Zealand? Yeah, it's, oh, it's the size of New Zealand. Oh, that's insane. <laughs> yeah. And it's like he wants mobile coverage for something the size of New Zealand for four people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's the, the conclusion. like, yeah, it's just staggering. It's staggering, yeah. The the population density, once you get past those mountains, is ins- is so is so incredibly low. Um, let me see if I can find this picture here. No, I don't want to go to the picture. I want to just go to, I just want to, go to the picture. Open image in new tab. See if that'll work. Yeah, let me see if I can show this. There you go. I guess the one benefit to that property is you don't have to worry about social distancing. Right. Uh, yeah. You definitely uh, you're definitely meeting it because you know you you have like what four or five people. That's um, you could easily be like a hundred kilometers separated. Plenty of social distance. Right. So yeah, and you're not going to see your neighbors for a long time. I mean, in the fact that, and you may never, you may never come in contact with anyone who's had who who has got the you know, COVID, right? So there you go. This is a population density yeah. map of Australia. You can see where they all are. Like they're down, you know, can't really go anywhere on Tassie, so it's kind of clumped in there. But this is this is a about it, and this is a and this will fit inside of America just about. It's about the size. Of U.S. comparable, comparable, maybe like 0.96 or so. If you just spread it all out, it's 
it's about it's comparable and you see just this vast middle area where it's not only super population uh thin but it is almost unlivable right because gets up to you know high 40s out there and no water no vegetation and it'll just all the animals out there will try and kill you right all the you know snakes there's, and, there's some there's some dirt and some dust there's some dirt and dust and animals that will kill you without and sleep, oh, yeah. sleep fine oh yeah there's in very variety of insects that will will kill you will it's kill actually you. interesting you can see there's actually some dust in water what is essentially just a barren desert yeah that's it for a lot of it right so that's why you and then and then over here they run the internet on this side on this west side <laughs> so that goes to the you can FC. see where the internet is on the west side yeah you can see where the internet is uh, a little it's actually oh i'm cutting it off a little bit let me see if i can uh oh, i can't is it alt yes there we go ding that's better yeah you can see on the west side where where the internet runs uh, there's a pipeline all that is perth and that there's a bunch of uh, internet pipeline that runs through that and goes to the rest of the country. It passes, I guess, it passes through. I don't know. Anyway, that is uh, so. That's where you get with uh, with that. So so the people over here kind of all have similar values, similar leanings, etc. And then the people out here value different things. And we have a we have similar things. in in the U.S. population density looks very similar. In that both coasts are pretty crowded. And then the middle of the country is, uh, it gets pretty sparse. And they, uh, uh, they don't, uh, you know, these people out here in the middle don't like the edges telling them what to do. All right. That's a, that's, that's, yeah, uh, that's a big part of it. It's story here. Yeah. And so, um, they tend to vote very, con either very conservative or very, um, although. <laughs> You gotta be careful saying that because it, like, when you say like conservatives and liberals, it means very different things depending on the country. Totally does. It totally does. There's labor and liberal uh, is from the Australians, right? Yeah. Right, and then <laughs> and it's funny because the um, uh, the liberal is the conservative. Yes. And the labor is the progressive. Labor is oppressive type uh, stuff. Liberal. <laughs> yeah, As, that's the left leaning, and then the liberals the right leaning, which is the opposite here. So, yeah. uh, uh, so, um, so yeah, that is, uh, that's also the divide that we see on, uh, on COVID here is there's a lot of, um, rural states that are, you know, saying that, Hey man, we're not, we're not doing this business and we're not nationally, we're not doing what you want to do, what you're telling us to do. And then the cities which I, arguably, if you're in a big city, you you kind of have more, more like you like you said, the social distancing is pretty much baked into someone in the middle of Australia, right? Um, but in a city where um, something like New York, um, it's no, it's it kind of follows that they would get hit hard because they do have a pretty good public transport system, right? They're everyone's on yeah. top of each other. You know, you think about it, someone with this thing coughs, right? Coughs on their hands or something or coughs into their hand or wipes their nose. They get on a subway. They sit down or they hold the handrail and they cough in the subway. They leave the subway. The virus still stays in the subway. And then the next six hours, people get on and off and sit in that exact same spot. And this thing lives on all it surfaces for, for days. a while. Days, right? 
depending on the surface. And then, uh, yeah, and then uh, depending on what it is, right? So uh, public transport systems are, are, I'm sure, are just, you know, hot spots for it. Same with, you think about it, uh, elevators, right? Elevators yes. a freaking box. It's a, you know, two meter by two meter box. And same thing, you cough into your hand. touching a button. You touch a button with your finger, and then someone else comes by and touches the button from your same floor, touches that button, or the G button, right? Floor number one. Uh, hits that button, and then, or someone coughs in the elevator, it stays in the elevator, and everybody in that building that takes the elevator gets it up and down, right? But, and, and then, if you're, if uh, you have someone who is, you know, say, has some health issues, they can't take the stairs, right? If they're on the yeah, 31st floor, to. and they've had, you know, say they're overweight, had cancer, something like that, there's no way... They're gonna take the, take these stairs up thirty four flights, right? They gotta they gotta they have to take the elevator, and they're probably the most at risk, which is why which is why the you know it compounds that sort of th- those issues in in a big city, right? Mm-hmm. So so somewhere like New York, tons of good public transportation, tons of good ele- tons of elevators, tons of tall buildings, and every diner you have, like every everywhere you eat. Real estate is so valuable there that they are crammed in. Like a restaurant is so small. There's very little seating area. And even if you're sitting next to someone, you're back to back and you're basically touching the person, the a stranger next to you, just eat trying to eat a sandwich in a in a diner or something, right? It's just it's just it, it's no no doubt why New York got hit as hard as it did, right? Yeah. They did. They did get it under control, didn't they? They, they, they eventually um, clamped down and, and brought it under control. I guess that there's there the, is the uh, some of the policies that uh, the mayor there's is Cuomo. He had some weird um, policy about uh, elderly home, old folks' homes, the retirement homes. That instead of sending them to a hospital uh, if they were if they tested positive for for COVID. Instead of they had a choice to either go to the hospital or stay in the home, like he sent them back to the home if they would try and go to the hospital, which infected more people, which is why the death count apparently went higher. Um, I don't know all the details from that, but there was a policy of do I take them out of the home or do I keep them there? And his his job, and maybe he was up against the up against the the wall on the decision point. Like maybe the hospitals didn't have any room, right? And he was up against it. Either you keep him in the hospital and they have to wait in the hallway, or you send him back to the home and infect more people. He might have been up against it. But but a, one of those policies was apparently was, was pretty bad, and it ended up being a pretty high infection and mortality rate in many of the New York retirement homes um, because mm. of that reason. I, I don't know all the details, but there, there was at least a couple of bad calls that you know, several hundred or maybe even a couple thousand of those of those New York deaths were were avoidable. Were were t- kind of tied to that decision. Now, that's not to be said that if you, he had put them in the hospital, they were just going to be walk out of there just fine. Yeah, it may have ended up with the same result. Regardless. May have ended up with the same result. So uh, there's some circumstantial things, but yeah. it was. But with a city like that, that's on top of each other. There's nowhere to go. It's you know, and, and even Can't in escape. order, in order to go out and get groceries, right? Even if the grocery store is open, you, you can't, you can't avoid touching everybody and everything, right? Because it's just on top of each other. So it's a tough place. 
So Sydney is relatively spread out, right? It's kind of oh, yeah. it's, Houston it's, it's size. Compared to, compared to New, New York, it's, right. it's spread out. Only really the CBD, Central Business District, is pretty dense, right? There, That's where the buildings. But but most most people don't really live in the CBD. They they live outside and commute in. So if they yeah, don't have to go in there. Yeah, it's a similar there, story here, too. Right. And similar story, right, where the CBD is usually. Okay, so on the weekend, uh, a weekend morning. The downtowns is vacant because oh yeah <laughs> no one's no one's working and we're not partying yet right so 8 a.m. on a Saturday or Sunday it's just it's a ghost town it's a ghost town right and you would think okay well all this all the money comes here Monday through Friday it's packed and people are shoulder to shoulder oh, but yeah. uh, Saturday you know Saturday a.m. Sunday a.m. it's a ghost town right compared with Monday um, so. Uh, so that that's uh, that's if you can if you can vacate the CBD uh, in most big towns, you're going to be fine, right? And you're not going to you're going to have too bad of infection rates. Um, I compare it to Houston because that's where I grew up. Houston is very similar to Sydney, a harbor town, has a CBD, has it sprawls pretty well, has suburbs. Pe- most people commute, etc. Similar size, even a uh, city's a little bit a little bigger. Uh, and quite a bit bigger, but Houston has the same same model and same sprawl as uh, as Sydney does. Um, compared to New York, uh, I would imagine uh, Sydney and Houston both did fine. In fact, they they had a weird phenomenon where you know Houston has tons and tons of hospitals. They're a big medical community. Those hospitals are are the opposite of overrun. They were preparing for getting overrun with cases and having vent, not enough ventilators, et cetera, they're losing money and they're having to lay off nurses and or furloughed nurses and doctors because they shut off all the elective surgeries. And elect by elective I mean not like plastic surgery where you can choose to, you know, get your no get a good nose or not a good nose, right? This is a heart surgery that, okay, you're gonna need it sometime this year or you're gonna die. So can you put that off? Yes you can. But not for very long, otherwise you're gonna have a you know, you're going to have an issue or I, I need a knee surgery because I'm in pain all the time and I just got to schedule it in and fix my knee or, you know, some sort of uh, condition, uh, condition that you need to, need to be, you need to get fixed. Um, not even preventative, but just elective, you know, fix it things. All those are, are canceled. The only things that are really not canceled are the ERs, the emergency stuff and pregnancies, which you can't, you can't cancel a pregnancy, Right. Uh, <laughs> it comes where it comes. You can't tell. You can't tell it right. to, to operate on a different schedule. Right. So uh, you, you can't really cancel cancel those. So the OB doctors, uh, OB OB doctors are fine. Uh, they're still rock and rolling. Right. Um, the non-emergent care uh, is was all kind of put off. So I talked to my doctor buddy, and he was saying that uh, he says I, I've I've gone in and I've had my hours were reduced, and I took a week off. And because they because they furloughed me for a week to save some money, so I've been uh, chilling home. I've had a great time with my family. I was like, what? <laughs> Which I th- would have thought the opposite. He would have been rugged up and in the thick of it. And he's like, no, 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 man, I'm, we're we're uh, we're we're slow. We're super slow. So uh, he says uh, the st- he says I, I make I make some decent money, so I had some savings as you know as a doctor as as you would. So, but he says I, I feel bad for the rest of the hospital staff that you know the orderlies and the all that because they're having to they're having to cut their shifts and all that business. So very different, uh, very different. It's yeah. similar city, you know, big cities, 
but very, very different uh, outcomes. And who knows? So, so I mean, how, how I haven't really looked at any of the any of the Australian cities, but have they been hit as hit as hard? Uh, uh, well. I can only go by my hospital experience uh, from a few months ago because I I don't actually know if I got it. I'm pretty sure I like 95% confident I did, mm -hmm. and and the end result was that they did their best to try to try and avoid me going into hospital. Yes. Yes. Like they did not want me. Right. Yeah. If you weren't. Yeah. Okay. So that's what that's what I. Okay. So he, this is exactly my. My deal. So tell me, tell me your story, and I'll then I'll tell you mine because I had the exact same, uh, the exact same thing, uh, and and same uh, same outcome. Yeah. So what was this? It was the end of March. I you know I had didn't have any like coughing or the fever or anything like that, and then I suddenly one got up one day. I think it was like a fr Thursday or Friday, and suddenly I just could barely breathe, and then. It was like, oh, I wonder if this is it. And then, like, or like I wonder if this is COVID. But, but then there was no fever or anything. It was like, I don't know. Eventually did, I think, like, next day, call ambulance. And then, like, all right, ambulance on the way. And then it went over to, and they called back, um, their emergency nurse called back. And then they started talking about the symptoms. And then it's just like, okay, let's talk to, refer you to an emergency doctor. And I was like, instead of sending an ambulance. And then talk to the, to the doctor. And it's like, uh, you know what? It's just a bit of inflammation. It'll settle down in a few days. Uh, okay, but that's breathing. But if it doesn't, you got about sixty seconds, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of important. Kind of important. Yeah. And then so, and he said, you know, if it persists, see a GP. So, you know, went on for a few more day, for another two days, and still could. So this is me. Like I can barely do anything at this. Really. Like, I could get up, eat, and that's about it. Really. And then yeah, we saw the GP. Um, oh, by the time this, I was I was thoroughly over it. This was so this started. This was Friday was in the worst of it started, and this is now. Sunday was the ambulance, and then Tuesday was the GP. Um, and he said, um, like he was saying, me like he'd like to do like X-rays and all this sort of thing to see what's going on, but um, none of the clinics would take anyone who's not in the uh, urgent medical, right yeah, or urgent. And so um, he gave me this letter and then say, okay, go to the hospital and get them to, to do all this for you. And then, so I go there and they're like, um, and they sent me off to the, the, the testing clinic and then they did all the checks and they said, like the, the first the, the first days of checking is a checklist, okay. So have you been overseas, you've been in contact with someone who's a known case and they do the blood oxygen and um, uh, temperature and all that. Uh -huh. And everything came up clear. Right. Somehow I, I had uh, good blood oxygen despite barely being able to breathe. Really. And um, and and even then, like I was absolutely exhausted just from the walk. Yeah. Uh, the the walk into into the building because like that's how much work it was. And and even then, the, uh, they're like, you know what? You, even even with all that, they say like you don't have the symptoms. You don't qualify for testing. Yeah. On your way. Right. Go on. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, but uh, the doctor even t took note of the fact that I was exhausted from walking there, and it still was like, "No, nah, on your on your way." Yeah. So that's okay. So that is exactly what happens upon with with uh, with scarcity, right? 
So, yeah. so that's what we saw with Italy, right? Italy was the first one of the West to get hit hard, right? China hits first, but China, you can't trust China. Don't trust China. China's asshole, right? Um, but then Italy got hit hard, and and the normal two and a half, three percent death rate of COVID went to eight percent because of triage and scarcity yeah. of scarcity of ventilators, scarcity of intensive care beds, and scarcity of just normal testing resources. Right? They couldn't could test everybody, and it was chaos. So that's what America saw in February, and went, oh shit, here it's here it goes. Let's lock down, right? And that's that's kind of why we got to where we had in March. Yeah. Um, Italy is probably the best uh, indicator of where things are trending. Correct. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah. So whatever whatever was going on with Italy, that was our first real look at it because all of the data coming out of China in January, February was just a mess. And China has done nothing in the last 20 to 30 years to build trust with anything, oh, yeah. with anyone it's, it's or anything. It's not a new thing. Yeah. It's, it's not, not a new thing. thing. Like, like, we don't just... It's, it's, Right. Um, being in closer proximity, this is nothing to China. This is nothing new. Right, right. So, okay, so same thing. Uh, yeah, that's exactly it's exactly right. So I come home from PAX, PAX East, right? Uh, this yeah. is March 1st. Uh, I'm supposed to go home March 2nd. I, uh, Saturday night, I have, uh, I'm, I've got a little sniffles, a little sore throat, and... I'm feeling oh, feeling a little okay, uh, kind of okay, right? I feel a little little down, and I wake up uh, March first morning. I think it was a Sunday. We're supposed to go home Monday, and I'm at 27 hours before my um, my uh, flight is supposed to take off, and the 24 hour is when I can't change it. Otherwise, I got to cancel the trip. You know, I got to pay a ton of money. But if I do it, I'm I'm kind of at that decision point of do I transfer my flight or not. I ended up taking like an hour to sh- I showered, I ate, see if it wasn't just something I could you know feel better on. I started looking at the news, all this business, and I think at the 25th hour before my check in, you know before my flight took off, I swapped it over, came home early, 150 bucks it cost me to uh, to come home a day early to move it. Uh, sleep in my own bed, etc. And I said, look, I don't want to, you know, because right about then we are seeing reports of people in, quote, military quarantine from airports in, in yeah, New York. Yeah, that, that was when that. the airport scares were just ramping up. Right. It, and, and I was going, man, I do not, if I stay here too long, I don't want to get caught in Boston and get stuck, right? So I changed yeah. my flight. There was one seat open on the on a flight. So I oh. swapped over. Got lucky, and I basically went went uh, on the plane. It was a corner seat, which was I, I was up against the window, and I basically, you know, kind of had my head down and had tissues in my pocket so I could just kind of keep my face away from everybody. I don't want to contaminate anybody. I don't know who knows, who knows if I had it. And I, I was just with a thirty with thirty thousand people, but I was it was in Boston, which is a crowded freaking city anyway. Right. That's another very dense crowd of city, isn't it? It is. Uh, good, tra- good. Uh, best I could tell you, great, great public transportation. They have the overhead trains, don't they? Um, a few places are above ground trains. Uh, most of it was underground, at least in the north part where we were. I think, but they may have it in above ground uh, other other spots. But uh, most of what we had was underground. It was way underground. They did a big dig a while ago, which was water and uh, train related. I think. Okay, I thought that Boston was one of the the cities where they had all of their trains uh, above the street. 
Now Chicago has a bunch of above city trains. Oh, Chicago it might be might be Chicago, um, but the, most of the ones we rode were underground. But uh, so I come home early. But here's the thing: every February of my entire life, childhood and adult life, I have seasonal allergies. Right, which has which you know if you run down those symptoms that you were talking about, sore throat, runny nose, a cough, a fever, fatigue, like there there's there's uh, if you go WebMD you can look up the symptoms right, and I had everything except for fever, but I I have that every year anyway right uh, the same thing yeah the thing all of them sound like allergies all of it sounds like allergies right same stuff, so I come home I could have been that could have been could have been that um um. Yeah, and who? Yeah, and we're just trying to unpack all of that red tape. You know, everyone was getting in information pieces. So I take a week off of work, and I so I say into work, I call into work and say I'm working from home. I was all these reports that are coming out. I did just get done traveling. It was a trip I booked in November. I'm staying home a week. I'm quarantining myself in case it is. But I think it's allergies. I'm cool to work from home. Here I go. I'm, and I, I didn't really miss any work. And I just, I just, I'm working from home for a week. Symptoms clear up except for a cough. And it's a weird cough. It's a dry cough, which is, that's a big one. Did you have a dry cough? That's a big red flag. Big red flag. It was a dry cough. And you can go back to streams from that second week of March and you'll see me coughing. And it's not like the hawking, you know, Flimmy cough. It was a kind of a dry cough, and I, I drank so much water on stream. So I called. I did the same thing. I called and I, and I said to my doctor. So I wasn't. I was. I was tired, but I would. I just gotten done with a, a sickness and a travel. Right. I was tired, but I was still. You know, I was okay. Uh, I, I didn't have the fatigue that you did. So I called my doctor and I said, "Hey, are you? Uh, can I come in and get a test?" And their questions were, uh, talk to this person, talk to this. And they, their basically, basic question was, are you dying? And I said, yeah, no. It's fundamental thing. Yeah, are you dying? And they said, if you're not dying, you don't get a test. Uh, so, okay. He said, we don't have enough tests. Uh, unless you're dying, you're not getting a test, which was your, which was your case, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I said, well, even then, <laughs> I need to get name calling an ambulance wasn't that enough right and so then i said then i said well if i've got it i can give you know if i've had it and it's been x number of days i probably have antibodies and i could give plasma i'm willing to do that and they said but are you dying <laughs> and i said no <laughs> and they said okay well you don't get a test unless you're dying you don't get a test that's it so that goes on and i'm kind of convinced I did because if in and, and by the way the wife is a is a nurse she and then she had a cough uh, right around that time, same time we're fairly healthy people right um we have we exercise all that, all that jazz you know and uh same thing and they're they're uh, so their statements to me in March were uh you unless you're dying you don't get anything you don't get a test so then we uh so fast forward to 2 weeks ago I get an email from mom and my mom, and she says, "Hey, um, they're offer. They have a clinic, like an open air clinic in uh, south uh, in the south side of your town. Uh, you can go in, go drive to, and get a test. Here's a link. You go schedule it. All this other business, right?" And I said, "Ah, great. Uh, open air. Uh, that seems a little shady." So <laughs> I, I uh, <laughs> they'll dodge it all. They'll dodge it all, right? So I called or whatever, and I had a video interview. 
um, with this with a nurse, and um, and uh, she's asked me about symptoms, and she says, she says, hey, um, uh, she says, hey, are you um, uh, have you been in contact with anyone with sympt- with uh, who was sick or with symptoms? And I said, I bet I have, uh, because I told her about Pax East, and it was thirty thousand people there, right? And so. Um, she says, yeah, that'd probably qualify. It was early March, and it was doing the thing, right? It was just just right around there, right? And then I said, later on, Boston gets hit hard. There's a bunch, bunch of cases in Boston. Let me go back to the other I, just, I had the uh, Australian um, uh, wiki up of the number of COVID cases, right? So uh, so then fast forward to that. They, they said, well, there's two kinds of tests. If you're having symptoms... Um, then there's, it's called an RNA test, and there's evidence of the, the virus being present. And that's the one where they stick that, that, uh, oh, that that's the, uh, seven-inch Q-tip down the back of your nose, through your nose, and swab your throat, which is, you know, that's, that's so awesome, right? That's the good times, right? So they, they stick it all the way back in your nose, and they rub, and that's checking for the, the actual virus RNA, the evidence that the virus is present. That's if you're having symptoms, right? Then the other test is the antibody test to see if you have had it, right? And they said if you're having symptoms, the antibody test is not accurate. So don't get that. It's only 50-50, right? But if it's after 10 days of having had symptoms, you can pay for an antibody test to see if you have had it, right? It's all over. Um, And it was a test was if you're insured, um... Cover, uh, if you're insured, it was $0 covered by your insurance, or if it was uh, uninsured, it was $65. And I said, uh, done, right? Like, let's let's do that. I want to see if I've had it and I've got antibodies because that would give me comfort whether I get it again, etc. But it really wasn't changed my behavior, the reason why I got it. Um, but... Um, the reason why I wanted this test, it was more to, to give me and my family peace of mind that, number one, yes, I got it. And number two, it really wasn't a big deal. Like, I don't have a whole lot to fear about getting it or even maybe getting it again. Unless it's a different strain, of course, right? Different, if, it, if it mutates, you know, all bets are off. You're up to like 30 mutations now. Right. At least, probably more. Right, but at least I've got okay. I've had it before. I, uh, wasn't a big deal, right? It, it we can do it, <clears throat> right? So, uh, so I go in there, and uh, the the nurse comes in, and we, you know, she she fires it up, and uh, sticks me with the thing. And right as she, hey, this is funny, right as she sticks me with the needle, she starts into an amazing coughing fit. <laughs> <laughs> Of all the things, and she's like, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. This mask. And she has a mask on. I have a mask on, right? And she's coughing. She's turning away, but she is coughing like you wouldn't believe. And, and there is an active needle in my arm right now. You know, she's, she alcohol swabbed it twice, whatever. But she is, there is a thing, and she's coughing, and it's her hand. is. She's kind of trying to hold it steady while she coughs, but it's hard to hold. Like, you're not going to be able to shoot a gun and aim at a target while you're coughing, right? Because uh, yeah. it, it's a diaphragmic contraction is oh right and uh she's holding a needle in my arm <laughs> and coughing and i'm going oh it was too late what am i gonna do leave now uh but it's already done like if she was coughing beforehand then i had the choice but i can't just walk out with this needle in my arm so she gets done with her <laughs> coughing committed. Fit. i'm committed at that point right i can't 
there's no action for me to take other than to, other than to hope, right? Uh, so she, uh, she, oh, I'm so sorry. And she's got gloves on, and she's doing the thing, and she's trying to cough into, she has a mask on, but she's trying to hold her mask and cough into her elbow so she didn't cough into her hand, right? Because her hands are dealing with me. And so I'm, I'm just, I'm, I immediately go into a cold sweat, right? I'm, I'm just, uh, the only thing I could do is sweat and panic. And so she, <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> she thankfully it subsides and she pops the thing off and gets it down. She says, I am so sorry. I said, I don't know what you could have done to avoid, avoid that, but I, I don't know. You may want to, you may want to get one of your own tests. I just, I just said, uh, I said, I guess uh, if I don't now, and she says, yeah, uh, I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> and I said, I don't, you know. I don't know. Uh, social distancing, keep keep at it, right? And so she said, uh, she's, and it was three to five days, comes back. This was on a Thursday, I think. Um, it was a Thursday afternoon, Friday afternoon. Any, anyway, they emailed me back on Saturday because they, they send it off. They don't test it right there. They send it off. It's just, it, and yeah, it's got to go into a lab. And it's got to go into another lab, business. right? Because where I got it tested, you could either go to that open air. Oh, that's another one. I, I didn't go to the open air clinic. I went to, because uh, the word open air kind of seemed a little shady. There was a, uh, there's a, there's a business that does urine testing and blood testing and all of that for, um, for businesses that do drug screenings and background, you know, all, all of that sort of medical stuff. You be a piss test, make sure you're not on weed all the time, right, before you go get hired. And this is a place I went to, you know, seven years ago or so before I started working at my current job. Um, I went I went to this one place and went, oh, yeah, that's where, I remember that's where I did my, uh, my, my, my piss in a cup test, right? And so she said, you could go there. I went, yes, sign me up for that place. They do, they'll do your, your blood draw for you. But the, the, the results come back to us. She's like, you could go to the open air clinic, and we'll, and that will get next day because that's us and not someone else who's sending it off to us, right? And so uh, I went to the. I said, I can wait for the results. I'm not. I'm not in a super hurry. Uh, but it came back. Basically, it, it, the results. I got an email. I woke up Saturday morning with an email already in my inbox saying, "Hey, uh, you are negative for antibodies." And I went. I would have. I was like, damn. I was hoping that I would have gotten it and then been, okay, I'm, I'm done, you know, or at least I, the next time I get it, I'm, my body is more ready, or I may get it again, but it's not a big deal. I'm just going to be run down for a week, right? And it's going to cough for a week. It's yeah. the same, right? So not the case. I, am, uh, I was COVID negative, which is, which is eventually not ideal. Like you want... You want to. You want to. You want to have gotten, gone through it. Yeah, you want to have gotten it. You want to have gotten it and then done, uh, and then, and then uh, at least know that it's not going to be. It's it's. It, you have a good chance of not having it be a big deal, right? So, um, bummer. So, what I would recommend to you, Mojo, and everyone, if you think you've had symptoms, look around for these these places in the city, in big cities that are. Um, that are should roll out to yeah like this one. There's there's some uh, Manipool from uh, from UK says there's some chemists that are rolling out home tests soon for eighty ninety quid. You can give it a give it a uh, give it a shot. Uh, that's expensive. That's expensive. Yeah, this one was yeah mine was sixty five dollars, but I but I had insurance, so they, they covered it covered a thing. Um, 
Uh, I don't know what give it a miss is. Miss is a... Uh, you skip it? Uh, skip it, yeah. You skip it? Oh, okay. The chances yeah, of permanent damage? The, the AI um, interpreting language there. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's chance <laughs> of permanent damage or whatever, but, I mean, I was running. I was back to my normal exercise routine in a week and a half, two weeks, and I was doing fine. I didn't really lose a ton of, a ton of cardio or anything. I was running my normal 5K, you know, in the mornings. So, uh, I don't well, know. Well, then you know you, you don't have you haven't had it because it... Um some people, it can really uh, wreck oh, it, your lungs. It wrecks it. It wrecks it pretty good, right? But it does some damage. Yeah, that's the thing. Is that if if I've if I don't have any symptoms and there's no you know if if well, I would have liked a permanent check, I would have liked an antibody check mark because I haven't had any. I, I barely had any damage at all, or any temporary or permanent, right? So I still would have liked. Uh, I still would have liked it, but and I, I don't think that. I don't think we're going to be able to avoid it. Uh, right. At some point, everyone uh, eventually will. Eventually, you're gonna get it. Everyone's gonna get something, what, some sort, some strain of it, and then we're gonna we're gonna have to deal with it. I mean, the projections are that 80 percent of the U.S. is gonna get it at some point, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's just so infectious that it, it's it's eventually just gonna find its way around. It's gonna find its way around, right? It's uh, the R the R value, which is your in, it kind of measure of infection rate. The R value of um, of the flu is zero is like or uh, somewhere around one. Let's see R value. I think I have that uh, that thing in a in a picture. If I can if I can find it again. Let's see if I can. The, there's a comparison of the uh, R values. Uh, see. Hang on. I've favorited so many things like cognitive biases and all that sort of stuff. That's uh, a whole study in itself. Yeah. Head, eyes, we just a second to get it. Let's see if we can find it. R value. Okay. Uh, flu versus COVID. Uh, let's see if we can just find an image of it. How's the flu compare? Yes, here we go. Just an image search. Open image in new tab. This is what I was looking for right here. Okay. Okay, displaying on the screen right now is the flu has a RO, R0 number, right? How many people will be infected by the average person? 1.3. Um, so you're, you may infect one person and, and, uh, and change. This one is 2 to 2.5, two right? Bottom of the range is 2.5. Two, two, top of the range is 2.5. That's big, right? And then uh, the other incubation time, this is another one that is that makes it so bad, is that you you get hit by the flu in like a day or two, you're going to be hurting. That may you can self-quarantine. This one is so bad. This is so uh, diabolical that you could go up to four, you could go up to 14 days without showing symptoms and not even know you've got it. Which, and then all that time, you're just in the elevators, riding around, you know, you're... In, at diners, time. you're at Pax East having a great time. You know, Pax East could have easily fit in between this number, right? And then hospitalization rate—that's what's so expensive and so diabolical. And the fatality rate is anywhere between one to three and four percent. Like this, this bottom number 
um, jumped to seven or eight percent. And this is why everybody freaked out early on in, in mid-March is because this number jumped up to like seven or eight percent because of medical scarcity. Right. That's what yeah. happened. That's Italy. Uh, and and we and every and the whole rest of the civilized world was looking at Italy, going, "Holy shit, <laughs> this is what happens," you know. Uh, so, um, so that's why the 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 o, the over aggressive lockdown, right? And yeah, the silent in, the silent assassin is this incubation time, right? It could be slowly making its way everywhere and killing everybody. And that's why I thought, you know, for sure, I was just at a convention with thirty thousand people. Right. It's, it's the uh, in in a location which had a huge breakout. Huge breakout, right? And, and it was a yeah, it was a huge breakout. I was I was going okay. I'm for sure, uh, for sure. I've got I would have had it right. For you, it might have been differently. I don't know. I don't know if you you had you had attended a a thirty thousand people convention in Australia when you you were getting it. But I'm going. If there's ever a candidate, it's it's got to be you know. If there's ever a candidate, uh, I had some of the symptoms and I was at a convention. It had to have been me, but I, I guess I was wrong. So I, that was that was worth paying for, for me to know know differently. Again, I wouldn't. I don't think I would have done anything different, right? I still take costs. I wear a mask, you know. A- asking someone to wear a mask is a, is a, you know on the on the level of effort scale, it's a one out of ten, and it's not a requirement. It's an it's a request, right? I, I wear it. Fine. I, yeah, you request me to do some stuff. I'll, I'll do some reasonable stuff, right? Anyway, so I'm I'm negative. So so Mojo, what I would look for is a test is a testing facility. It might be worth it for you to go get your blood drawn and and go confirm. Yeah, once they that becomes available. Yeah, I, I need to check again. It's been a little while since I last look. It's because uh, yeah, the testing uh, I, testing is is a bit strange because. Like you say testing, but then there's like as you say, there's the uh, the antibody test, there's the swab, and then there's um, just the the test, as in the questionnaire, which is the one that I went through, which right. then leads into the. the but that's not. The, but that's not a test, right? No, that's <laughs> yeah. just a questionnaire. That's a question. That's a survey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, if you fill that out, you cannot then say I was tested for COVID. You can't. You, you can't say that. <laughs> that's not a thing. They even gave me a, um, a signed sheet saying that um, I don't meet the requirements. I can't, really? I can't be tested at this time. Yeah. Okay, I get uh, I get that during scarcity, right? Later yeah. on, and once we figure it out, uh, once we figure it out, we'll uh, we'll get we'll get into it more. But I would I would recommend the the antibody test. So. Yeah, that, that's the hope is that that uh, becomes more available than we can can do that. Right. Um. Okay. Oh, I actually forgotten too. Before, um, yeah, the, sca- the scarcity of uh, medical supplies here, um, because China, when they first started having the outbreak at the end of last year, they just started stealth buying up all the equipment and yes. shipping it back over. Yes, I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah, they would. Yeah, they would. Uh, they just started without raising any eyebrows because it's like a market, and if if anyone starts mass selling, there's going to be panic in the market. Everybody's going to sell, or or when someone hoards. The only other, okay, someone in my chat said this. You know, when the when the did the toilet paper thing happen in Australia? Yeah. What? That's the craziest thing. Toilet paper, right? Okay. Yeah, um, a bunch of other random items were also uh, scarce as well. Yeah. Like it's pasta. So, it's so crazy. Oh, oh, what noodles? Um, 
not so much. Uh, yeah, oh, it did include noodles, but all, all your kinds of pasta. There, there's the Italian in me not making no not noodles. is not pasta. Noodles and <laughs> I'll tell you it now. <laughs> Listen here, Mister Noodle. <laughs> <laughs> Just the the, the, the the tiny little trace of Italians in there, and the blood is boiling. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, unpack it for us if you want to. If you if you want to say, but what what types of things disappeared, right? Uh, uh, what was it? it was like uh, it varied week to week. Uh, toilet paper was one of the consistent one, and things like paper towel, you know, things that yes. were easy substitutes. Yep. <laughs> right. Um, any canned food, particularly yes. canned tomatoes. Right. And you know, and pre. Pre-packaged um, sauces. Okay. Yeah, you know, like yeah, you, you have like a jar of um, like a, a pasta sauce or a cream sauce, something like that. They tended to disappear. Uh huh. Um, then there was a phase when things like roll—I think it was rolled oats—disappeared, and rice. Rolled oats. Weird. Okay. Weird. Very weird. Mmm. But I eggs think, did. Um, yeah. Shady says, I "Don't remember eggs." Yeah, uh, 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 there's a fat guy. Was is a guy from Badger Stream? What country was he in, Shady? He said uh, that he didn't notice toilet paper scares like crazy, but eggs disappeared. Frozen veg, veg. Uh, uh, Darth Darth Lighty says frozen veg disappeared. Uh, Norway. Yeah, toilet paper is the weirdest one. I guess that, I guess that's the first thing they think about is can I can I go poop in uh, during during a panic. Right. Yeah, fro uh, frozen veg, veg. Ah, flour. That's the other one. Flour and bread. Right. Yeah. yeah and um, it's interesting. Like pre-packaged. Oh, it varied with the pre-packaged meals. You know, like your frozen pizzas, your frozen, what have you. They sometimes there'll be a lot. Sometimes they'll they'll just be bare. Yeah. Very random. Well, here's the the other thing. The okay. So we in in October. No. Okay. In the summer, my um, my my freezer went out. So while while the kids were away, uh, wife and kids were away in Australia, my freezer cratered. My my outdoor freezer. I have this little outdoor freezer. I think I paid twenty dollars for it ten years ago. It was used, worked great. We had to go get it brought over, and it's worked for years. And it and it just zapped. It went out. Motor went out. Got all my use for it. So I had to clean all this stuff out. Pitched the freezer. Uh, took it to the dump or whatever, right? Uh, disposed of it properly, etc. Um, so we were in the market for a new one, but then we were kind of hemming and hawing what kind of get we want to get a we want to get an upright. But then the ones we saw were uh, were expensive, so we we're going to say, okay, we're just going to wait. We're going to be patient buyers. And so we were without a freezer for six nine months, right? Suddenly, suddenly the pandemic hits, and now we need a damn freezer. Yeah, so you can do your own stockpiling, and it was, and we're like, okay, well, we now we're gonna need to free. We want to freeze some stuff anyway. So then, what we do is, we now we go out and look for freezers, and we actually talk to a guy locally who sells them all that because we're trying to figure out which one we get. He says, he's he's talking to the wife. He says, ma'am, I cannot keep them in stock. He says we're back. They're back ordered six eight weeks uh, because everybody now wants a they're freezer. Flying out the door. They're now. Flying out the door. He says I could double, I could charge double for them, and uh, they would. Uh, I'd still sell them all out. So, uh, 
uh, good luck. I'll write your name down. We'll call you if we get one, but don't expect anything. And they were immediately gone from Amazon, you know, Lowe's, all, all of our hardware stores. They were, they were all the freezers disappeared, all, all the good ones. Most of the what we could get was a small refrigerator with a freezer portion. But that's not uh, it. We yeah, wanted to combo. Yeah, combo. But but the freezer itself, most of those, psh, gone because everybody was hoarding. And one of the interesting things, someone came into my chat said, uh, I was I was going, why a toilet paper is so weird? And he says, no no no, it makes perfect sense. It's it, uh, he says all it takes is kind of a very small amount of people to hoard something. And he, then he said, uh, I forget who it was. They said the lot when ev when anyone when anyone hoards, the logical thing to do for everyone is to hoard. Yeah, do the same thing. That yeah, it, when when anyone when one person hoards, the logical thing to do for everyone is hoard. And I went, uh, it's right. Uh, it's kind of right, you know. And it's not, and that's reasonable. People are now forced into a. A decision point of okay, is that what I is that what I had? And it's not even, he says, it's not even a feeling based thing. It's a logic based thing. So, uh, he says you're you're act you're you're acting on instinct, but you're also acting in uh, in a logical manner manner because you kind of want those things, right? Mm. Yeah. Right. Can you remember the last time you were out of food? Uh, no. Can you remember the last time you were out of toilet paper? Yes, I can. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. That's a great point, uh, Wheat Law. That's yeah. great. Uh, people can imagine being out of people can imagine being out of toilet paper, not being out of food. Right. Right. Mm. Mm. That's right. So hoarding toilet paper is logical, right? Um, I think of. Um, I was. Uh, I know there's been a few news articles of people who have come out because they, you know, the professional hoarders that were recent. I'm trying to think. Um, yes. There was one that came out here. Oh, that's right. There was someone who had, because um, there was one in the U.S. where they had like, what was it, like $40,000 worth in their garage that they can't move anymore because Amazon basically booted them off. For, that's right. For price gouging. I there do was remember. the first one. Yeah, I remember. There was, there was one here as well, at least one here, possibly two here as well that came out. Yep. There was, Yeah, I remember there was a story from Australia that said that there was some guy who was a, basically a hoarding reseller. And he now he now that the panic was over, he wanted to return them all. And nope, sorry. Yep. You're gonna you're <laughs> yeah, gonna yeah you're gonna eat ten grand worth of paper, man. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. The um, all the supermarkets here, um, they within a week of the the initial craze, they the signs went up saying update of policy and returns. Yeah. Change your mind returns. Yeah. No returns and limit two or you know or whatever you want, right? Yeah. You limit then, two. Yeah. There's a limit. I think the limit came later, but the the, the, um, the returns thing was pretty pretty much in. <laughs> yeah, pretty much immediately, right? Yeah, there was a uh, hundred thousand dollars. Well, yeah, I don't remember. I don't yeah, remember. It was a huge. It was amount a huge of amount stock that he yeah. had. It was like um, a two. Uh, I I might be remembering it wrong with the other one. Cause I, I think because there was another one which was like forty thousand US dollars worth of stock. Right. Something like that. Uh, it was another one. Um, yeah, this guy. It's like a. a um, Second floor um, garage, which is just packed completely with uh, stuff that he'd gone around and bought. Yeah, I mean, it is uh, just to be clear, it is a risk venture, right? It, you know, oh, yeah. you're you're playing, you're basically playing the stock market in, uh, you're you're playing the stock market of toilet paper, and your symbol is TP, right? <laughs> your your <laughs> stock symbol 
his TP. That's that's the only difference of what you're paying is supply and demand and all that business, right? It's a big gamble too, cause like it's totally big. You're going to move it, but without it being shut down, and and also the other thing is like you might get a little bit of a hit of money, which pays for itself plus extra. But then, right. how far does that get you? How far does that extra money get you? Does it right. give you like a boost for one month? Yeah, and how much of it do you have to sell to break even? Like, what's your markup yeah. on it? You know, do I really? Who's going to be my? Do I have to? Do I have to make hundreds of thousands of individual sales, or can I sell it to a broker or something for? You know, can I offload it to mm. somebody or? And at some point, if if it really goes sideways. I'm gonna need some armed guards or something, right? Because if that's if it's really valuable, this you know, I don't know, man. Um, so uh, I'd love to see the economics yeah. of how something like that works. Right, we would probably never see that because it's so off. It's so off uh, off border. But we would we would really have to get the economics by someone who's done it successfully, and like have a professional toilet paper salesperson, a, a toilet paper broker on. <laughs> we have to talk to. Him. <laughs> So I always wondered that horse. The horse from chat says, "How are the Amish, etc., coping with COVID? People who are outside of 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 say Western civilization, or you know uh, tribes in say Africa who don't who are you know live in very tribal communities and don't have a lot of outside contact, or they have occasional outside contact when someone you know goes to a certain place once a week and brings back supplies or you know remote sections." Uh, you know, remote uh, contact. We would probably see that something similar in middle in the middle of Australia, where you have country you know country living, where they go and in, go quote into town once once uh, every two weeks once or once a, week a month, or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, or you know uh, the the Amish. The prob the problem with that though is they're probably not getting tested, right? So we're yeah. not we're not going to see any results. And it's like um, so the greatest uh, the greatest example of that is probably India, right? India is a a very sharp pyramid. It's a parabolic pyramid of it's wealthy. It's a unique place. It's a unique place. It's super wealthy at some points and then the amount of poor is staggering, right? And it's yeah. relatively western in that they allow open news they've got cell phones they they're with they're on the inter internet with us right they're on the same internet we are uh granted there's a language barrier for us to go report on because they have they have what they got 23 languages over there something something crazy um yeah something like that or th thousands of dialects or, or whatever so you know there's there's a uh, telugu tamil and hindi or the main three but then after that it's it goes on down so there's probably translations language barriers but uh you know, for a long time, for a while, um, the number of COVID tests, um, I would keep, I would keep getting these reports and to see, uh, uh, COVID by country. Let's see if we can do this. Let's see if we can see this coronavirus live update by country. Here we go. That's interesting because, um, talking with, uh, one colleague who's from India originally and, and I was talking about the testing and over there, and there was no adamant that, um, yeah, but we testing everyone. And I was like, yeah, they'll, they'll test no, you're not. Car. No, you're not. Right. <laughs> no, you're not. So look you're here. Not testing the cast. In terms of in terms of of people, China's number one, and you cannot trust any any of this business down here. 
assuming they test it. It's, it's actually, as a side note, it's a similar story with uh, the countries near China too, like... Um, yeah. Oh, who was it? Taiwan, I think, mm -hmm. who was really low. Um, yeah, can't necessarily trust what they say either. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, you're right. Um, something, somewhere in April, there was a report that 20-something million people disappeared off of the cell phone networks in China. Oh, and, yeah. And that's right after the week before they kicked out the journalists, right? They, they did made a big deal of no more American journalists, you're out of here, right? They're yep. not going to report to anybody. So the only that's Chinese right. journalists kicked everybody out. The next week, 20-something million people disappeared off the off the, the Chinese net, the cell phone network. Who knows what the hell happened with that, right? Not saying it was... Yeah, whatever they remove redundant phone account. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, uh, whatever. China. My point is, if it happened in the UK, it would be okay. We've got some stuff here, and the UK probably get out there. UK has reasonable, trustworthy data, right? Uh, there's nothing. Nothing that China has done in the last twenty years has given me any reason, given anybody any reason to test to trust China. That's it, flat out, right? Now. Number two in terms of uh, in terms of population is India. They're jam packed, man. Uh, uh, they are just completely jammed, completely jam packed with people. One over a billion people in India. Um, they are, and their then their cities are super dense. They have Pune and in Mumbai is like New York. They are shoulder to shoulder in there. Uh, they oh, are not crazy. even even denser than New York. Even I'd more say. dense than New York. There's no physical way you can test. I don't mean necessarily to blame them, but there is no way they're testing everybody, right? No. There's no way they're testing everybody. Number three in population is the U.S. And there's testing everybody. There's journalists everywhere, and they're racing to. They are financially motivated to 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 make sure these these numbers are broadcast, right? <laughs> so. And in fact, they're arguing that these are higher. Like the the, the higher these go, the the better the journalists look. So, um, in fact, these may be overinflated because if uh, there there were even reports because of the way that the laws were the, the way that the uh, stimulus packages were written, if say, someone came in with stage four cancer and COVID, and they died in the hospital of the cancer and organ failure from the cancer, they would even call it a COVID death. And they would say, okay, we're going to count that in this tally because we could get more stimulus money from the government to keep our hospital afloat if we called it a COVID-related death versus a cancer-related death. And I, and it's a tough end with, uh, with the rest of your hospital shut down, a hospital administrator is having to make some really hard decisions, right? At yeah, one hand, I could just check this box and I'm kind of justified and I could keep my staff employed. Or I can be straight, straight, straight honest and not check this box and I may have to lay some people off, some hardworking people off, my employees off next month, right? Uh, I, it's a, I'm not saying it's a hard decision, right? So that's, and that's why the number that's why we're number one but look at the and think so, so go down the list and think about the the poor and the outcast in many of these countries underneath the US right we already talked about China we talked about India uh, Turkey right uh, tons of poor Brazil tons of poor right um, 
Peru, Iran. Be big one. Oh yeah, Peru. Uh, right. Be another one as well. In tons, similar, similar sort of situation. Right. Tons and tons of poor who who they're definitely they may just die. Uh, they're not getting necessarily not getting tested. All the all of these cases, et cetera, super dense populations. Not very many te- people. Just, you know, just old people just dying for. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, he he just died. He was old. I don't know. You know, <laughs> natural <laughs> cause. I don't know. It could have been COVID. Could have. Might not have been. Right. Um, oh, which one is so is, uh, South Korea was one of the ones they were countries they said they were doing the most testing. Yes, wasn't it? Korea, yes. South Korea took the lead on testing, and they they took the lead on lockdown, social distancing, and testing, and they got it. They got it really good. Like they they did everything right and reported like they accurate reporting. Accurate reporting. They did it. They did it all right. So if you want to model your country after some someone. After one of these, do the South Korean model. Oh, not Serbia. South Korea, right here. They did everything Curious right. What their testing was, though, because they, if they did the most of it, what were they? How were they doing the testing? Because as we we're talking about before, where you know there's limited supply of um, the swab testing. Right. They may have acted. They may have just acted quickly in November, right? And just said, okay, hey, this thing is coming. We we we're buying that. We're buying some tests. We're going to do the thing. They. They do a lot of smart stuff. I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> so, because I remember seeing quite a few clips where um, they would just just have someone with a one of those laser thermal um, guns, just mm-hmm. and like maybe does that count as ten? That's something you've got to watch out for. Right. That means sort of what I'm alluding to. Right. Uh, they're behind. Yeah, they might have been behind. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, or there's well, I guess there's a difference in screening and testing, right? Because if you have fever, you can be, you may not have it verified, but you can be screened and go, okay, you, you're isolated. You're out of, you're out of the, uh, you're out of the crowd, right? So maybe they had some yeah, screening. Yeah, at least it has some, at least that's level of, yeah, screening is a good word to say. Right. It's, um, or apt description, it um, at least gives some indication that something might be going on. Right. Oh man, what a crazy world, man! Well, all right, well, last, all right. Let's wrap up with this. What are your predictions? Like, what do you think is going to change in the new world because of this? Ooh, ooh, I think travel's um, going to change. Yeah, I'm. Oh, I'm hopeful for new planes. Right, I'm. I'm hopeful for a different way of traveling in a plane. It's going to be a lot more. Um, it can. Um, well, planes are already very run on a margin already. Oh, yeah. That's why we're running planes from 40, 60 years ago. Right. Still. Yeah, planes are a weird weird market because because to make a new one is a ton of capital investment, right? And um, they have their engines and all of that gutted every X number of thousand miles they fly, and it's required, and they have to. And it's basically, I mean, if you're in the private plane market— You'd buy a plane from the 70s, right? And you could gut it completely with the engines and all of that, and it's perfectly fine because you've bought a, you basically bought a new plane in terms of yeah, its its, its the, reliability uh, because the welds hold up uh, for X called? number of jillion miles, but the engine is what goes out, right? I'm trying to think, it's uh, Granddad's X. That's that kind of thing with plane. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, where. Um, you know, the axe head wears out, so you replace the axe head. The handle wears out, so you replace the handle. Is Granddad's axe still the same? Is Yes, exactly. It's exactly right. It's Granddad's axe. That's right. 
Um, that is that is exactly right. Um, the planes, are, so planes are like that. So I don't begrudge the airline industry for having uh, tons of old planes and the bodies, right? But like I always had, uh, if you if you remember, uh, did you ever see uh, Fifth Element? Right. Yeah, I haven't they, seen that in a while. Though. They got into when they were going from their intergalactic travel. They got into going to that cruise ship. They got into a ship that had horizontal seats, basically horizontal tubes that you would just get in, right? That's right, yeah, the little um, sleeping bays. Little sleeping bays. Like, they have those in Japan a lot, too, where you could just go in and buy one of those and nap, right? Uh, Fifth Element Sleeping Pod. Sleep Pod. Yeah, let's see if I can show that. Um, but they basically had, yeah, there we go. That's That's it. Open image in uh, tab. Okay, so here, this is what I want for 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 travel. They basically put you in it. They have the 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 flight attendant is here. They put you into a pod. They hit a button. You just sleep. That's it. It's yours. And then they could blast some sort of, you know, cleanse cleansing air in there and dust. You know, ship it out and clean antiviral. Or wash it out with soap and water or something and brush it out. Um, that's your jam right there, right? I saw that in the fifth element. Whenever I saw that, it was you know, years ago, right? And I went, this is what I want all the time for air travel. I would totally fly in a plane <laughs> like this. <laughs> that's what I want for air travel, right? Um, so you hate to fly. You hate to fly and be claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. Right. My uh, my father-in-law, the Australian, always said, you know what, we're not going to be able to, uh, with the security thing after 9-11, he said, we're going to have to get into paper suits, like like hospital gowns, and get on a plane pretty soon, right? Mm. We never had to do, we haven't had to do that yet, but in order for you to not have anything on you, like you're going to take down a plane, you just get into a hospital gown, and, you're, and then that's what you wear on a plane, like, I think this pushes us closer towards that that day or that prediction, yeah. right? Uh, all right. Well, what else? That's a that's a that's an interesting one, right? Um, cash. Cash. Okay. So, uh, explain. Yeah, it's a good way to good way to, or cash money is a good way to spread uh, germs and the virus. Oh, cash. Yeah, you're right. Cash is filthy. That, that, uh, yeah, that would wipe out um, cash. Cash in pretty much. Depending on the country, it'd probably wipe it out. The yeah. Because as soon as it's kicked up, I stopped using uh, money for uh, cash in hand for all sorts of things. I use it for buying coffee. Just stop straight out. Really? Oh, man. Yeah, that's a good one. Cash, that's a good one. Um, it, could, it could be, like in a year's time, we could be 100% contactless worldwide. Yep. F for cash. For, for most countries, F, yeah. Yeah, F for cash. Pin pads at the store, at the ATM. Uh, maybe... Or just gloves. Um, I, my, one of my predictions was PPE for office workers. So, like me, I'm I'm in an office. Uh, I think I'm going to get PPE forever now. Right? Uh, uh, PPE yeah. is personal protective equipment. Uh, so, gloves and a mask. I think that's going to be standard issue for cube workers now. I'm actually. So, how common is um, contactless uh, credit cards? Because everything here, if you want to pay for something, you just tap the card and it's done. Right. You don't, well, you don't touch a pin. I don't really, I don't ever really, my card really doesn't get touched by the person anymore, right? They don't take it out of my hand anymore. They, I put it into a little machine, right, and take it out. So I guess 
person comes along before me and licks their card and sticks it in the machine, and then, and then I, I uh, come along the second time and stick it in the machine and scan it again. Uh, those, you know, you have to put in the, the with the chip in and do not remove card and you remove it too early and a beep, 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 you know, there's that whole drama about when to remove game. the card. Um. So yeah, that's interesting. Um. Yeah, it's very, yeah, very things different. Things like PayPass, PayWave, it's um, it's a, it's very common for pretty much everything. Yep. So uh, on the last one we did, um, my prediction was that we were gonna have. I was, I thought about the end of smoking in casinos, because Ooh, right. That's one of the last big refuges. It is. So uh, bingo parlors, casinos, and cruise ships, because you can gamble. It's all gambling, right? You want to gamble and smoke, right? Um, I thought it was going to be like that, and turns out I was wrong because on the last enough about you, we unpacked a uh, uh, a casino that had guidelines. This is starting from Florida, New Jersey. They reopening casinos, and a couple things was that every other slot machine was shut down, so that people had oh, to yeah. sit sit one That's slot right. machine apart. There was basically hockey rink plexiglass around tables now around so the that tables, there yeah. was a sneeze guard on tables and basically only your hand your hands went through to go to go handle the chips i guess you're still handling chips now right but you're just not going to be able to sneeze all the patrons had masks right and then the the guidelines uh were that the casino the rules for the casino were 100 percent masks uh, everyone gets a mask and at every exit and every entrance 24 hours a day there's a fever scanner there's someone scanning with one of those little red infra- infrared deals that uh, they yeah, rub across your forehead, deal, yeah. right? Or stick in your ear and beep, beep. And if you are you got a fever, you're out of here. No entrance. Um, masks required. And here was the kicker, Mojo. I thought it was going to be the end of it, but nope, Vegas marches on. Um, it was, you can, masks required all in the lobby at all times, except for number one, when you want to take a drink, and number two, when you want to have a smoke. they put in those stipulations so you can still drink and you can still smoke uh so with and you can pull your mask down take a swig and put it back up it's big money for them to to bring in to let the smokers in yeah it makes good business sense yeah Uh, lowers inhibitions relax you a lot you want you want to sit down and smoke and hang out right uh, you gotta you gotta love Vegas. It's like it <laughs> it marches on no matter yeah. what. That and that was it. Yeah, smoking and drinking marches on, because because we were talking about last time Pornhub and Vegas are are these machines, these revenue generating machines without a stigma. Oh yeah, they, they have no stigma about what is really going on here. Like Pornhub Analytics, this is what analytics would be at every company if we didn't give a damn about what what everybody thought of us. And that's why Pornhub has the best analytics on the planet. <laughs> it's so great. And it's why it's it's why it has such um, uh, what you call it, my market presence, market like presence. People or just 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 general presence is because they they have no shame. They have no. <laughs> they there's no stigma. There. There's no barriers. There's no stigma about what it can and can't measure. And so they they push into those markets, right? Because smart, um, yeah, because we uh, we have it at my company. I, we're kind of a global company. We we deal with GDPR and can we publish this person's name and can we publish this person's location and we're tracking it and can, we can't have we can't store it. We can track it, but we can't really display it because it could be used nefariously because of privacy laws. Like we're very cognizant of that. 
Pornhub? Nope. <laughs> nope. The people from uh, the people from uh, France, like they search up this term, they click at this time of day, and they like this kind of porn, and that's it. Here we go. <laughs> it's so great. It's all out in the open. And Vegas is kind of the same way. Like, look, yeah. we're trying to we're trying to have a good time here. Smoke and drink all you want. Uh, no mask required because you know it, the the statistically the drinking. And the smoking is going to kill you way faster than COVID will. Like it, it statistically is. Uh, that's yeah. that smoke is uh, that smoke is going to kill you. Uh, that, uh, smoking X number of cigarettes a day is going to kill you way faster than COVID will, because um, the interesting statistic was the average age at which people die of COVID is greater than the average age that people die. Let me say it again. The average age of people that die from COVID is greater than the average age that people die. So if you <laughs> are always the only, you have more chance of dying from COVID if you're above the curve. Yes. Uh, in terms of av- average life expectancy. That's right. So, yeah, it's crazy, right? <laughs> so that yeah. means as soon as the um, average age of, pe- of people that die from smoking is under the average age that people die, right? So, that smoke that you're pulling your mask down for, keep right on trucking, because we're not interested in human life, we're, we're interested in you feeling good right now. Let's go. <laughs> I want to make sure you feel good, I want to make sure you empty your pockets. That's right. Because uh, let's go. That's, uh, we're, that's, that's the commitment we have to safety right there, right? Uh, Alright, well, uh, very interesting. Thanks for talking with me today, man. Interesting conversation. It's been, uh, it's it's been great. I'm glad you had that, that experience we could share with getting turned yeah. down for a test. <laughs> <laughs> Are you dying? No. Piss off. <laughs> Walk much. it off, son. Walk it off. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Mojo, what do you got coming up this week that uh, everybody can go uh, go check out? Uh, so I don't know. You're probably asleep at the time when I'm been doing my other game because it's uh, it starts at 3 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. To late, but that's good. later today. We're going to be finishing off Stardew Valley. Yeah. And then we're going to move on to Slime Rancher, and that starts at yeah. It's, uh, uh, Slime Rancher is great. I've I've got it. I think I've fired it up once, uh, and it was great. It's well done. I agree. Yeah. It's a very nice game. I got it for half price uh, when the Steam was doing the the. I think it's still going on the sale that they got the um, developer publisher sale. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna try. Um, hopefully, wrap up Stardew, get that ha- happening later on in the week. Yep. Then Wednesday uh, is more Crash Story. Yeah. Should be Tuesday. Everyone else's time. That's. Uh, I think it's 8 p.m. PDT, 12 a.m. Uh, CE. Yeah. Uh, Crash Storio is a well-done mod. I don't know your feelings about that, but it is well done. I, I like it, it a well lot. Done. I like it it's a lot. It's finally a... It's, it's the kind of mod I've been looking... Kind of to conversion mod I've been looking for for a very long time. Yes. One that does a, a properly, completely well-integrated um, total conversion. Yep. It isn't just, you know... A dumb, a dumb truck full of stuff. Yes, yes, I agree. And it's well balanced. It's got, it, yeah. and it's one stop shop. You, do, you, you don't need to add warehouses or loaders or any of that. It's oh, got yeah, all that built in. Too. It's right? got it all in. It's and one, it doesn't add some, doesn't add some kind of crazy item which is game breaking. Right, right. 
like so many others do. It's really good. Uh, I, I agree. It's great. Um, and uh, so yeah, look for Mojo for that. We're doing we're doing something similar. Uh, so shady, go check him out. Get up at uh, get up at three a.m. Pacific and uh, go check out Mojo, or or stay up. <laughs> or stay up. That's stay up. Yeah, stay, shady. At that time, shady is more likely to stay up than to be than to get up. <laughs> so. I should, oh yeah, for, for the, the breakdown time zones, that's three a.m. Uh, Pacific time, uh, eight p.m. my time, Australian Eastern Standard Time, and right. twelve p.m. I think it is CEST Central Europe. Right. All right. Well, for me, I'm uh, I'm gonna do uh, tomorrow. I've got my normal. Cra- I'm gonna do some crash story with the subs. Um, I may start early. Actually, I may do an early stream tomorrow since it's a holiday. I may start early with Ash and do some more Terraria. We're having a great time with Terraria. Uh, it's super good. It's one of the greatest games on planet Earth. Uh, Tuesday night will be the nuke integration base, uh, and then because of the trauma, I will have to take Wednesday off and uh, get some sleep because I'll never sleep good after that. Um, and then, uh, so my normal Wednesday off, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we'll do, um, uh, Thursday, uh, yeah, Thursday, Friday, we'll do Factorio and probably we're going to stick to the weekends with me and Ash doing Terraria. We're getting some, uh, great support, great hosts. The numbers aren't, aren't too ter- terribly off from swapping games and Terraria is such a great game. We're having such a great time. So we'll probably stick to the weekends of Terraria and uh, Crastorio and see how far we can push that Crastorio base. It's looking really good. We're getting into in, into really into the end game now in Crastorio, so we'll go for a little while longer, and then we'll do something else. Should do some Terraria sometime. <laughs> I have Terraria, but I never... I had a go at it, and I, I couldn't quite get into it. I think I need some guidance. Oh, man. Uh, Badger's a little more advanced play. It's like, it's like someone... A brand-damn-new player coming into... Uh, uh, to to watch me play Factorio, me and you play uh, Factorio, it'd it'd be a little daunting at some point, right? So we yeah. you know we have to go out of our way to make someone uh, make someone feel welcome um, in uh, in something like that. So what uh, what we'll end up we'll end up having to do is uh, uh, Terraria. I'm probably a good person to watch, or if you're just starting on Terraria, I'm probably per- a good person to watch. Badger's always good, but he's speed running. He's doing all the advanced stuff. It's like trying to watch anti elites and learn learn how to do oil by watching anti elites. He's doing, you know, he and Nephrims are doing some advanced shit that you're not going to catch, right? So <laughs> there's some very nuanced stuff going on with right. uh, speed running oil infector. Yep, and uh, and Badger's like that. So you want to see an incredible Terraria player? You watch him. Uh, oh, check out somebody uh, who's a little more slow going, maybe Dizzy or, or, or me on the weekends. That'd be good. All right. Uh, thank you very much for being here, buddy. Uh, let's do Badger's normal sign off. Uh, stay motivated. If you're motivated, you can do anything. Stay awesome because you know you're already awesome. Uh, and remember, go wash your hands. I'll salute from Mojo. Go wash your hands. <laughs>